The reading this morning comes from the first letter of John, chapter 3, verses 16 to 24. We know love by this, that he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for one another. How does God's love abide in anyone who has the world's goods and sees a brother or sister in need and yet refuses to help? Little children, let us love not in word or speech, but in truth and action. And by this we will know that we are from the truth and will reassure our hearts before him whenever our hearts condemn us. For God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Beloved, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have boldness before God and we receive from him whatever we ask because we obey his commandments and do what pleases him. And this is his commandment, that we should believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he has commanded us. All who obey his commandments abide in him and he abides in them. And by this we know that he abides in us by the spirit that he has given us. Well, good morning, everyone. How are we doing? Good, good. Bright Sunday morning. It's actually been a little bit cool this morning. It's been a bit fresh. I don't know if anyone else has noticed that. It's felt a bit chilly. I'm looking for my clicker. It's somewhere around here, I'm sure. Oh, Stuart, thank you. No? <laughs> it's appeared. Ah. So this week, we are continuing to look at 1 John. Thanks, Jackson. <laughs> continuing to look at 1 John. And I must admit, I looked at our passage for this morning and thought, there's a lot in there. Where do I begin? What do I start with? But I think there is actually quite an obvious place for us to begin after pondering for a little bit. Right at verse 16, where it says, We know love by this. He laid down his life for us. Foundation of our faith is that we know love by this, that he laid down his life for us. Willingly and sacrificially, Jesus laid down his life on the cross for us. And for the Christian, this is how we are to frame and view love as a sacrificial thing, something we give, we offer. There are many definitions for love in the world, and there are many ways to describe it. But we as Christians are defined by the love of our Savior and his work for us on the cross. That love was sacrificial. It gave of itself for us 
for the world. It had a cost. That cost was atoning. It was merciful, life-giving, gracious, powerful. We know love by this, that he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for one another. It's the next part of the verse. We ought to lay down our lives for one another. That's a bit harder to do, to lay down our lives for others. It's tricky. And it's tricky for me. I know I'm very selfish. My children want to play at times. I'm comfortable on the couch, guys. Come on. To lay down our lives for others. This verse that we know love by this is 1 John 3.16. And Stuart and I were chatting this week in the office and it's quite nice actually that 1 John 3.16 synchronizes well with another famous John 3.16 from John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. Both 3.16s. Good one to remember. And we can see that the foundation for our verse is found in that verse. That sacrificial love and then for us to outwork that love. The example that Jesus set was clear. We ought to lay down our lives for one another. But how are we to do that? How are we to lay down our lives for one another? Well, we are to sacrificially do that. And I think as a church, as the church worldwide, we sometimes forget that the church is called to be a community of care, one in which we come alongside each other and share each other's burdens, help each other along this road of life. That we actually walk the path with people through the good times and the bad times. Our community exists to support each other through the many ups and downs of life. This is where being connected to one another is so important. Not just knowing each other, but connected. And throughout COVID, we saw specifically in our own lives and in the lives of others how bad isolation can be for us. How being disconnected from others hurts, makes life hard. We need people around us. And we as Christians need other Christians around us. Things like a regular small group or a Bible study can be incredibly valuable in this. And if you don't do that, I want to encourage you. Look at all the activities that exist within the life of the church and find something where you can connect and enjoy life with others. As we connect in relationship, we can pray for each other. We can bear each other's burdens. We can challenge each other and we can enjoy it. It doesn't have to be hard all the time. We can find great joy in relationship. And I have some tough love for us all this morning. If you are walking this Christian walk alone, I have some news for you. You are doing it wrong. If you're doing it alone, you are doing it wrong. You're not supposed to do it alone. It's not how we were made. We are made to do life together. We are in this together. The church is more than just an event that happens on a Sunday morning. 
It is a community of people seeking to follow Jesus and share the good news of Jesus Christ in their daily lives. And it doesn't mean we need to be in each other's pockets all the time or best buddies with everybody. That's not what I'm saying this morning. But it does mean that we do need to be in each other's lives. Actually be in each other's lives. Sometimes physically, sometimes just by connection, a phone call, a text message. To be in community, you have to be in community. Communing with one another. And when we do this, this is the manifestation of the truth and the love of God inside of us put into practical action. When we do this, it is the manifestation of the truth and the love of God inside of us put into practical action. And we see this in verse 17 of our passage today. It's a challenge. We're asked by the writer of 1 John a question. It says, how does the love of God abide in anyone who has the world's good and sees a brother or sister in need and yet refuses to help? How does God's love abide in anyone who has the world's goods and sees a brother and sister in need and yet refuses to help? And this is how we can be so practical in being a community together. We can share what we have. We can share our lives. We can share our practical goods. We can do that. It takes a choice. We can share with those in this community, Christians outside of this community, Christians in our world, we can share time, energy, money, resources, all we have in abundance. And it is not only for our own benefit, but for the benefit of others. And that may require us to sacrifice at times. Not unduly, not unjustly, but to sacrifice for the benefit of others. We are called to do this as Christian people. The question here is asked about the love of God abiding. Abiding in us. If the person doesn't have the love of God abiding, and I've been a little bit tricky with the visuals here this morning. You can see I'm inside, or it's inside me. I don't know which one's happening. Abiding, it's inside. When the love of God is in us, and we embrace the love of God in us, Christ in us, we can't help but feel compassion for the needs of others. And when we live in Christian community, we can be spurred on and sharpened by other Christians around us to even further emphasize that love and care for one another. When we're in community with each other, we can't help but want to pray when we hear our brother and sister in need. We can't help but want to see that younger Christian that we know grow in their faith. We can't help but want to support our brothers and sisters of faith in difficult situations. The love of God rises up as it abides in us and compassion is stirred and we have a desire to care, to love. This is so important for us as the church and it can't just be words. It has to be so much more than words. Too often the church is accused of being all words and no substance. Well, I'm contending today that we do need words Absolutely, we need words. But as we're encouraged 
in our verses this morning, we need truth and action with those words. Truth and action. Because the world is crying out, don't just tell me, show me. Those around us have heard, in the Western world largely, the Christian message. Many know of Jesus. They need to be shown Jesus in our lives. They need to see, as is a very contemporary Christian phrase, Jesus with flesh on in you and I, in our love and care for each other and for the world. It's our responsibility, and it's a real one. And when we don't quite get it right, which I don't get it right, I confess to you this morning, this is a very private confessional, I know. It's streaming online too. Hi, guys. Um, when we don't get it right, and we don't love as we should, and we don't show action as we should, whenever our hearts condemn us, Whenever our hearts condemn us, the verses say this morning, God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. When we stuff up, when we make the mistake, when we don't love as we should, when we say those rash words, he knows our hearts. We can turn back to him. He's greater than our hearts. God is still at work within us when we fail. But when we turn back, and look into the pages of Scripture and see the love of Jesus displayed and realize afresh that we have not been living perhaps the way we should, then we can turn again. We can seek to live this life of love, not in our own strength, but by the help of our God. Because God is at work. And when we do get it right, when we follow the pages of Scripture, and the love that is displayed there. We can have boldness, we are told this morning, that when we ask for things, say in prayer, with the right motivations for others and for the benefit of others, that we will receive what we ask. When we do follow and obey the command to love, we get the incredible benefit of the assurance and boldness of God hearing us and honoring our prayers. And this is not a bargaining situation with God at all. This is purely a benefit of us trusting and following Jesus. As we honestly live lives of service and sacrifice for our brothers and sisters, for those around us, our family, our friends, those that don't know Jesus, we can be confident that as we keep his commandments and do what pleases him, he will answer us. And just in case just in case we're unsure or unclear as to what the commandment is, our text this morning makes it explicit. It's extremely clear what the commandment is. This is it in verses 23 and 24. And this is his commandment, that we should believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he has commanded us. All who obey his commandments abide in him, and he abides in them. And by this we know that he abides in us, by the spirit that he has given us. We can be confident 
as we follow and love sacrificially, we are following and abiding. That God is at work in us. I'm going to use the graphic again just because it's fun. Christ is in us. The love of God is in us. And the Spirit is with us to empower us to live this Christian walk. This morning you might have been telling you, heard me telling you things you should do. You don't do it alone, all by your own strength, all by your own power. We do these things. We serve and love one another by the power of the Spirit inside of us. And as we join together in Christian community and love and care and carry each other's burdens, we are practically outworking the love in our own lives, Christ in our own lives. We are doing the work of Jesus Christ as we love and care for one another. This is a beautiful thing. We must abide. Find ourselves in the space where we can trust the Holy Spirit to do that work in and through us. Not something legalistic that we have to work up or manufacture. Because that's when we get it all wrong, right? That's when I get it all wrong. And I have to do things. But when we rest in knowing that God can work through us. And we allow ourselves to be humbled at times. And allow for the Spirit to speak to us. And we read the pages of Scripture. Then it flows naturally. God's love comes naturally. And as we are encouraged by those around us in community, I'm going to land on that this morning, it becomes easier. If we are regularly joined with others and praying with others and reading the Bible with others and discussing our struggles with others, these things become the norm in every part of our life. And I know I'm preaching to the choir in many ways. But I think you all know that coming to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than going to Maccas makes you a Big Mac. It's about living the life of love and abiding, Christ abiding in us, us abiding in Him. This morning, my prayer is us that we would love in community, for it is the core of what it means to be a Christian. May we today love practically in truth and in action. Amen.